0: Welcome to Paranormal the New Normal and our first ever live streaming brought to you by Paracast Network, which I am Parapost Network. I'm sorry. Wow. (laughs) It's
1: okay. We knew. We're getting it together.
0: Well, yeah, I messed up already, but brought to you by Parapost Network, which I am very happy to be a part of. And I thank Brian Laverty for having me on and inviting me to be a part of this wonderful thing. And my guest today is Shantae Hood, who reached reached out to me on, I believe, on Facebook about becoming a guest in this show because of what she does for a living and, well, one of the things she does. And I'm going to let her tell you about that.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Shantae. I also go by Earth Angel Shantae. And yes, I met Brian uh, through a post on Facebook. He said he was doing a little podcast on paranormal stuff. And that's right up my alley, if you know me. Um, A little bit about myself. I am a certified health and life coach. I'm also an intuitive medium and a tarot card reader. And I do a whole bunch of other like off-world, galactic type stuff. But we'll find out about all that stuff later. Um, I am very much into uh, paranormal, just the way it moves, the way it operates, and how it is ever-present with us, even while we're here. So I'm I'm excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. So what do you... What do you
0: commonly do for people? Because I know you. I know it says in your Facebook that you're a remote psychic and medium. So yeah.
1: So <clears throat> what I do for the most part is tarot readings. So I have my tarot cards. I have different decks that I do readings with those. With um, for the most part, they're general readings. Um, I do do a live every Thursday on Facebook on my personal page, Shantae Hood. That's every Thursday from 12 o'clock to one o'clock. I do live readings. So people can come in if they wanted to get a card pulled, they could just ask and then I would read that card for them. And then I also offer private readings as well. Um, I do those because I definitely feel like sometimes we need confirmation on our confirmation. Most times we know what to do in situations, but we don't be quite sure. And I like to give that confirmation through the card
0: sounds very helpful to people and just out of curiosity how did you get started in this business
1: um I got started because I had an experience when I was 25 years old sitting at home by myself okay I was in the house by myself wasn't nobody there all the kids was at school I hadn't smoked no weed yet that day so I was very sober in mind and I was sitting there And all of a sudden I heard somebody say my name and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And it just became even more powerful. You know how like if somebody's standing behind you and you feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and like you can tell somebody's there, but you look around and ain't nobody there. That's what happened. And I was freaked out. I was two seconds away from taking myself to the hospital and I was gonna tell them I'm having a nervous breakdown. I feel like there's people calling my name. But I called my little sister. I reached out to her. She said there was a lady on Facebook doing psychic readings. Maybe I should go in there and talk to her. I'm like, look, I'll do whatever because right now I think I'm crazy, right? So I get on to the Facebook page and the lady is doing a reading with someone.
0: And oh, we lost you for a second there.
1: Do you have me back?
0: I can hear you, but your video is going in and out. Okay. Oh, there you go.
1: Do you have me? Are we yep. clear? Are
0: yep. we clear? You're good to go. We-
1: so, um I went into the live. As soon as I got in there, the lady stopped her reading. For some reason, she stopped her reading and she was like, somebody just came in here. They got a lot going on. I need you to show me who you are. I'm not thinking she's talking to me. I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people probably just came up in there. But she was talking to me. And confirmation of the story is, girl, you got some gifts and some abilities and you need to listen a little bit more to these guys when they talk to you. You have a lot to do. And it's been a journey since then that was back in 2015.
0: Right. So, I mean, and yes, I do know what it feels like to have the hair in the back of your neck stand up because there's something behind you that you can't see. As the listeners of my show do know already, the house I currently live in does have its prior residents still living here beyond the grave. So, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole story in there of having paranormal investigators to my house and, one of them saying thank you into my ear when I was talking to them about what I've done to the house.
1: Oh, this was that.
0: Just that to, good,
1: time, Okay. I'll,
0: I'll give the short version because my listeners have heard the long version before and I don't want to <laughs> make them most to it again. But yeah, I mean, it's just basically that's what it was. And it, they still are here. You just, you still get the feeling sometimes, but they calmed down a lot since the investigators were here. And basically, well, basically since the beginning of spring, they calmed down a lot. So I don't know. So Maybe. you would
1: say it's a mutual understanding that y'all have now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I improved on their house that they left, that they well, that their relatives sold me. But I've been improving <laughs> on, I've been, I've been improving on it. So I mean, they can't complain. Yeah. I have definitely been making it better as best as I can You're so far.
1: Steward of the land, I can yeah, take that. Exactly. I take that. How does that feel, knowing that, like knowing that it's not just you. In the house, it's you and other energy, other people, well, to
0: be exact. Well, put it this way: my wife, then girlfriend, originally lived on, uh, lived in a house in the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts, and she lived okay. on a she lived on Native American burial ground, basically. That a house is built on top of. Okay. So I'm used to being in a house and knowing there's other things in that house that are not human and are well were human but are no longer human and are now unseen to the naked eye unless you're sensitive to that which my wife is to some degree but I'm not I'm really not I just I've never been a sensitive person to that type of stuff and as much as I always want to be but they Look, say, they it's say. okay.
1: you don't, don't want to be woke up at two three o'clock in the night every single night because they got something to tell you to tell somebody else it is it is definitely a blessing and a curse at the same time
0: Yeah. I mean, I got a dog, so I know what it's like to wake up at two, three in the morning because they're barking their heads off, but I imagine it's similar and annoyance factors, but
1: (laughs) it can be, it can be, especially if they don't know the boundary line, it can definitely be a party in the middle of the evening.
0: (laughs) So was that the only experience? Well, obviously you have experiences all the time if they're talking to you.
1: Um, I would say my first experience uh, with anything paranormal, with anything spiritual, um, would have been when I was about nine. I was sitting in my mom and dad' bedroom. My dad was still alive at this time, and he had this thing about us watching BET, like the, like watching the music videos and stuff, because you know back then they used to play after dark, and it yeah. was the things on television, so he had a thing about us not watching that. So one day I'm sitting in the room, and he was like, "Yeah, you can go in there and watch TV. Don't turn on nothing you ain't supposed to." I'm like, "Okay." And they're about to pass out. I ain't worried about it. I'm about to turn it, and somebody hit my face. I felt the smack go across my face. My face turned, and I immediately looked around. Nobody's in the room with me. I thought my little sister slipped in there real quick. She moving like the road runner at this point. So I get up, look underneath the bed. There's nobody under the bed. Look behind the curtains. Ain't nobody behind the curtains. I come out of the room. I'm like, dad, where's Shonda at? She in her room sleep. Well, let me go in there and make sure. My little sister up in the room sleep. I come back out and my dad's like, what's wrong? I said, dad, somebody just smacked me in my face. And I'm confused. Somebody smacked me. He was like, well, it was probably your great grandma. Was you about to turn on something you weren't supposed to? Again, thinking about it. No. <laughs> I yeah. was thinking about it. So that that was my first experience. And being a kid, it, it freaked me out. Um, it never pushed me into um wanting to find out more about how the fact granny can hit you when she did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that just, it seems like such a typical thing that like a a passed on older relative would do if they're still around the house. Like, I mean, especially, I could see a grandmother doing that in a second. I could see a grandmother doing that in a second.
1: It, it, it was a split second reaction. The moment I thought turn it was the moment I felt it and was like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, maybe, maybe I won't do that. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm freaked out. Now I'm freaked out. Um, other experiences, me and my little sister, we shared dreams together. Me and my older sister have as well, but um, it started with my younger sister. When we would go to bed at night, we tell each other, you know, if you go to sleep first, I'll meet you in dreamland and I'll wait for you. And so whenever we would go to sleep, we'd meet each other at this little carousel looking thing. And we'd start there. And then from there, we would go to the slide. And depending on what slide we went down, depended on what type of dream we had. And sometimes we do those dreams together. Sometimes we do them separate.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, trippy i mean that's the best word i could think to describe that that's like a, a little trippy but that'd be amazing to be able to do that with a sibling when you're a kid like actually go to the same dreams and everything like that's like something when I you're
1: rec- kid, you don't know better yeah. you, you, you don't know that uh it's y'all doing some extracurricular stuff are y'all sure y'all still at home <laughs> wait a minute
0: <laughs> i mean they say children are more sensitive to these things so maybe children's minds can find a way through the barriers i mean we don't know what most of the mind does to begin with, so right. maybe maybe there is something up there that can help us push through I when we're when as are long
1: REM. as your imagination is open, anything is possible. As long as you don't close yourself off to any experience, anything is possible.
0: Yeah, I I truly believe that in m- most senses. I mean. I've been, look, I've been looking for Bigfoot for years, but I don't see him popping out of the woods for me. <laughs> but uh, we'll <laughs> see. We'll I don't
1: see. think he's going to pop out too often. Would just because if he popped out, what would people do? What would people think?
0: People would either, A, well, A, certain people would try to harm it, kill it, or B, people would run away in fear. And then it's the whole Jack Link's commercial of a uh, person getting chased on the road by Sasquatch. But... <laughs>
1: Look, there could be so many things going on when in all actuality, he might be a regular being but knows to be fearful of certain humans because they don't have the open mind to say, hey, I see you. I promise I don't want to put you in your trap. What's your name? Do you know how to sign? (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: it's funny you say that because I always say in this show, if I ever did meet a Bigfoot, the first thing I would do is calmly try to use a little bit of sign language to communicate with it. Like, I barely know any sign language, but I know the basics, and I would just try that. Right. And if it responds back, great. If not, I might need to start running, but we'll see if, how that if goes. If
1: come after me, start charging, and I'm going to go the other direction and know that this isn't working.
0: <laughs> yeah, use sign language as you back up slowly, but...
1: Sign language can be the basic conversation starter in everything, and it's just more so your body language, what it is and how you're presenting that, that people can understand just that basic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I recently saw a thing today on that East Coast Paranormal was doing when they were doing a investigation in a haunted hotel where they were actually using sign language to try to communicate with spirits. And I, I, I've never heard of that before. And that kind of struck me as interesting. I was like, huh, I mean, So have
1: you seen the flashlight experiment?
0: Yeah, I've seen that one, but sign language is just a new world. I never thought of even using for spirits because I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't think of it, but Bigfoot's one thing, but with spirit, it's like, I I don't know. It just, it doesn't doesn't connect to my head. Like the dots don't connect my head for that one. But
1: so how did it turn out for them? Did it turn out very useful?
0: I honestly don't know. I they didn't post a video or anything. It was just uh, pictures and explanations of what they were doing. So okay. if it was a video, I would know. But I'm sure they have one out there. East Coast Paranormal is a great group, and they're also part of the Para Post Network. So they're a good. Okay. They're, they're good people. I actually had one of them on about two or three weeks ago. So any. What is the weirdest experience you ever had, either yourself or when helping somebody else? I mean, you don't have to name names or anything like that, but I mean.
1: The weirdest experience I've had?
0: Um, or just the one that freaked you out the most, either 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 way.
1: Seeing uh, ships in the sky that look like stars moving in unison and spreading out and closing back in. And elongating and circling back. Yeah, that that it 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 freaked me out so much that I drove to our local National Guard and said, What the fuck are y'all up there doing? Because <laughs> I see some shit and this ain't normal. He said, ma'am, what's your name? Oh, I can't tell you what my name is. If you don't know what it is, I'm gonna go ahead and go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've had some experiences with that as well. Up here where I live in North Central Massachusetts and then down on the South Shore near the Bridgewater Triangle as well, I've seen what looks like groups of stars. And my, my son actually pointed it out to me one night. He's like, why are stars moving? And I'm like, what are you talking what? about? What are you talking about? And like, I look up and it's just a cluster of like eight or nine stars. And if you turn away for a second, you can't tell they're moving. But if you look oh. at them, you can see them like slowly moving, maybe I mean, we're, we're miles and miles, thousands of miles away from seeing where they actually are. So it looks slow to us, but they might be going 150, 200 miles right. an hour, who knows, or more. So just one of those things where you're, you get that creepy feeling, and you're like, we should go in the house now, just in case.
1: No, I saw it, but the funny thing is, I did not feel creeped out. I felt more safe than anything. I felt more safe than anything. And I, I, I wouldn't be able to explain it other than I was just in awe. It, it it just felt like at that moment I had walked out, anything could have been happening, but I caught sight of that. And it was just like a, Okay, well, if y'all up there doing that, what is it that what is it that y'all need? Why is it that you're presenting yourself to me to be able to see this? Because I feel like if there are other living intelligences other than us, that they can think and they can speak just like we can. So instead of me posing the question to you in verbal form, I pose that question in my mind while looking at those stars moving and they said it is okay we're glad that you see us do you understand yes I sure enough do now tell me what the fuck y'all up there doing okay so that way I don't creep out that way I know that things are still okay so I definitely feel like visitations happen it's just a matter of you know being open and aware
0: yeah I mean I've heard many stories of alien abductions, all the famous ones. I've, I've, of course, heard a lot about. I've heard, I've heard everyday people tell me about it too. And I mean, my wife swears she's been abducted a few times from her house that she used to live in. And she, I bought her a camera for her room just because, to keep an eye on the kids during the day when she's like in the bathroom or something. But basically, and she caught on it one night, lights outside of her bedroom window, like, looked like spotlights almost. And then right. they went it went dark. And all, you could see the outline of a huge, well not huge, but a, a big but like burlesque looking creature who's just yeah. Like and it looked like it looked like it was standing outside the window. And then after a while the camera just went fuzzy and it didn't it, it didn't work again for like four or five hours. So no idea what happened no idea what happened after that. But I keep telling her about the one trick I always heard that if you think you are being abducted by aliens, put your pajamas on or wherever you were to bed. Put it on inside out, because if you wake up and it's right side out, then that's usually a sign that you've been abducted. I've, heard, I, I've, heard, I've heard that in other podcasts, and I feel like that might actually be a good hint, like a good tip to use. Because if, I mean, if they think that humans will always put the right side out, then that's what they're going to put back on you. If they
1: Exactly, that's one thing. It's like an inception moment to have that piece to tell you whether or not if you're in that re, if you're back in reality, or if you're still under.
0: Wow, someone who actually makes references to movies and TV besides me, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yep. Hi- high five all the way. The
1: shit, okay, if you ain't watched Inception. You are missing out on a major keystone of life. Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, I've seen it two or three times, and I still am trying to figure it out for life. Me, but that's Christopher Nolan for you. (laughs) But (laughs) have you had any experiences with shadow people by chance?
1: Um, in regards to doing readings with people, yes, I have, and have had to do a major cleanse and just protection over myself after only because um they didn't want that person to know they didn't want that person to have help and to know it was them being malicious towards them and because i was the person who then brought the light and exposed it it then tried to turn negatively towards me um I immediately sensed it and immediately put up my protection and asked my guys to come through and clear me. And then from that, I didn't do any readings for the remainder of that day. And I think I took like a day or two break just to make sure before I stepped back in to that space that it was just me and me alone.
0: All right. So, I mean, they they now. What do you, I mean, I usually save this for, well, we're talking about a already, so I'm not going to save this one for Creature Feature, but what do you think shadow people actually are? I mean, or what do you think they, I have my own theories, but I like to hear other people's theories first.
1: <laughs> so, I definitely feel like there could be two different types. Now, there are shadow people who I don't feel are um, malicious, but they just choose to show their self as not being seen as a dark entity. And that's probably because of whatever past that they can't let go of, that I feel that that's that they would then present their self to me that way. Um, another form of a shadow creature, uh, something that's evil, maybe something that's evil, like a fucking succubus jumping on you, fucking you. And it's not a person, but you, you feel like you get
0: getting touched and hunched on. <laughs> but, all right, so he, I'm going to give you my theory that I have said before on my show, but I believe that when we pass on, if we're to stay on the earthly realm, that we go through phases of different types of spirits slash ghosts slash whatever you want to call them, souls, where... I- I believe when we first pass, we are just a white mist, like a white smoke, almost because we are we're baby ghosts, basically, essentially, and we don't know how to take form yet. We don't know what we're doing or how to control our own vision.
1: How to control it, right?
0: So I think shadow people is the next step because I think that's when they're they get in the hang of it. They can start forming a human shape, but they can't do features yet, so they just look like a shadow and i mean i've heard of black shadow people gl- like glimmering sh- shadow people like a static on old television
1: mm-hmm. or, and, I've,
0: and i've also i've also heard a few a few cases of pure like light shadow people who just look like they're p- made out of pure light and it's blinding when they come in the room from what i've been told but and the final the final phase i think is when you can finally make yourself into a full body apparition of either what you look like as a human or what you wish you look like as a human or something else completely to scare people if that's what you want to do. But
1: Right. <laughs> if that's if that's what the energy is on. If they with the shits, they with the shits.
0: Basically. But that, that's my theory on the different phases of being a spirit. So that's where I think I like about, your theory. That's I think that's where a lot of these encounters, like different encounters come into play, is just they're all the same types of things, but they're just different.
1: They're, they're- they're different strengths they're different levels. exactly
0: i mean you come <laughs> up, you, you come you come across a spirit in salem massachusetts that's been there for 2 300 years it's going to be a lot stronger than if you buy a house and the person just died a year
1: ago like right but that's the same token as when doing mediumship when connecting to spirits that have passed sometimes people who are freshly crossed over aren't able to really communicate with yeah. you as well as somebody who's been gone 20 plus years or five plus years they have been there for a while to learn the lingo
0: they, they learn the rules of, the, of their new stomping grounds basically yeah but and my other theory on shadow people is that they're not really shadow people some some i think sometimes they're not shadow people at all i think they're just possibly i don't like to call them demons because i am not a religious person and i don't use that word I like to call them just underworld creatures and because every civilization since the beginning of time said underworld so I have to believe there's some type of underworld there's some type of above world heavenly world other world whatever you want to call it but
1: so it would be the planes would be the best way
0: to explain
1: it. you know how there's like limbo and then you have that learning plane and then you have the guiding plane and then on and on and on
0: yeah, basically that's basically that's mm-hmm. a that's a good way to describe it. But and I think that these shop people that people think they're seeing are just underworld creatures or underworld plane creatures who just are using that form because it's an easy way to sneak around a house or it's an easy way to sneak around. I mean,
1: and it's an easy way to gain energy too. Just think if somebody is sitting in fear. How easy is it for you to feed off of that fear? Even if you're not wanting to, you know, be in that negative zone, if somebody comes in fearful, you're going to feel that off of them. That energy is exuding off of them. That might be what they feast for.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of the same way when your kid comes in really scared of something they saw outside and you all of a sudden are like, you start getting all worked up in, in your head because you're like, what do they see? What do they see? Like, what was it? Right. Like, like the fear is transferable, kind of, in a way.
1: Exactly.
0: So, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me as well. It's just, I mean, what do you believe as far as, like, as a psychic, have you ever come across, for lack of better words, we'll say angels or demons?
1: Um, I feel like I've been across a lot of different types of spirits and entities yeah. Um, as far as denominations go and religion growth goes, I grew up going to church. I don't go to church now only because, um, a lot of what I've learned over time, they're not explaining this to people in church. And I feel like the spiritual world needs to be explained to us just as much as our earthly world is explained to us. We should be able to know how to operate on both sides and i definitely don't feel like religion has gave me that ability to be able to learn and operate on both sides only because of the negative connotations that come with it so often
0: yeah i mean i'm i yeah i'm I'm the exact same i was brought up in church every week and i just slowly started questioning things and growing out of it because as most people in this generation have done because it's just not
1: it don't make sense. It don't that make,
0: shit don't add up. <laughs> it don't. It doesn't in any way or form. And it's just we've we're exposed to so much more nowadays on TV about paranormal and other stuff. And we just think a lot. I think we. I think we have outside the box thinking more than our parents' generation did, where they just accepted it as normal. You go to church every week, mm-hmm. whether you fully believe it or not. It's just what you do.
1: Right. remember we were the children who grew up with the computer the computer who was our grow up like that's just how that process worked
0: yeah if you go to some of the websites we went to as kids you find it hard to believe in anything (laughs) (laughs) but it's just i mean yeah i i mean i've heard some stories on this podcast over the last two months about People meeting demons and even people thinking they've seen a godly figure. I don't want to say God with a capital G, but like because that's, that's not an that's, angelic bright bee. Well, they. Well, long story short, this is my guest last week. He died twelve times. And he well, he had near death experiences twelve times from overdosing, and he believes he saw, when he was dead on the table in the hospital, he saw what basically was like a giant gas cloud, and it kind of spoke to him in in his head. And he believes that might have been a god of some kind or a creator. Actually, yeah, he didn't like to call it god. He liked to call it it was a creator. Like a
1: creator or source.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, his whole theory, because he he talks to spirits, too, uh, since this happened to him, and basically his whole theory on what we believe as God and devil and all that, like it just, it's very interesting. His name is AJ. He, he, he's the one who got me on para post network. And he's just, his, his whole story is so interesting. I would recommend, I would recommend all my listeners go listen to it. because it's just mind blowing how good his experiences were. And just, it blew my mind. I mean, and the way he described it, of course, the only thing I could compare it to was, when Bender meets God in Futurama. That's the only thing I compare it to.
1: Okay. Like, that's um, only... You remember the movie- uh, Yeah, that's what- well, Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come.
0: I think I saw it years ago. I don't, it, it's not in the back of my head at all because I saw it years and years ago when, when I was a kid, but-
1: Okay, okay. But
0: okay. I may have to go watch that now just because you said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look. It is definitely a movie to uh, to test the mind on, you know, what happens and to give different theories about what happens for each person in that experience. Um, I'd love to hear um, AJ's story. So I'm definitely going to look back not only on yours, but also on the network uh, station as well yeah. to uh, see him and listen to that because I would definitely love to hear anybody's, you know, side of that, because the only experiences I have had are those where I'm putting myself into that meditative state to then have those visualizations be brought to me. But to talk to somebody who's actually you didn't have no choice but to experience that shit. Oh yeah, I want to hear that.
0: Yeah. And I also, I mean I also had another guest beforehand. Well AJ's from Country Circle Paranormal, I should say that first out. And he has a podcast of his own, which forgive me, AJ, but the name just is escaping me. Uh, through the uh, something, or I, I'm i not gonna try it because I'm gonna butcher it, but <laughs> but he, he's from Coventry Circle Paranormal, he's on the network as well. But the other guest I had a couple weeks before him, named Christopher Susie, who's a paranormal investigator, he had three different experiences where he believed he met the devil. Okay. Or, or if not the devil, some high demonic form of creature, and his stories literally had me saying, "Holy shit!" After each story, because it was just like, I'm not one to jump to believing in that stuff like right away, but his stories were so detailed, and
1: there's details in, in accounts,
0: <laughs> and and the and the one story he told me about a place in Bolivia, I googled it afterwards, and I found actual descriptions of this place and and pictures of this canyon in Bolivia and it's hard not to believe it when you see exactly what he described in pictures so Mm -hmm. so I mean it's just two guests I've had who have had really interesting experiences and I try to always get the word out about them because they were just wow I mean
1: right and for people to know that 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 it's real (laughs) like I promise it's real I promise you this isn't a part of the movie this is really happening (laughs)
0: So, all right, this before, I'll do this before we jump into the creature feature, but, because I never have had a guest who has that experience, is what I'm about to ask about, and I want, I want one so bad, so, and maybe, just maybe, do you think you've ever interacted with any fae or fairy realm type of creatures? I mean, that's a very broad definition, but I, I know, but.
1: Um if I have, I I I wouldn't be able to say, oh yeah, I thought I fuck with the fairy people. No. <laughs> no. No. Do I know people uh who have interactions with them? Yes, but me per se no. I think my neighbor across the street is a fairy because he sits outside and talks to the beaver every now and again and he'll just sit out there with his cup of coffee. He'll just they'll just be standing there and then all of a sudden he'll go in the house and then the little animal will go about its way and I'll be like, oh <laughs> okay.
0: E- mm, that's well, I mean, all well, all I'm gonna say to that is if you do if you do know any anybody who has had experiences like that that's willing to talk, please send them skip them my info and that way I can try send to get them on here.
1: Okay. <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to send them your way. I'm going to be like, I know somebody who want to hear about that story. Remember you told me about Tinkerbell? <laughs> he want to hear you.
0: <laughs> oh, I do. I there, There's a lot of 1st I'm still looking to get in this show for experiences. I mean, that's just one of many. Because there's not that many stories that people talk about out there about the fairy realm or fayland or whatever you want to call it. But yet they're out there. I hear maybe... Sp- six, seven a year, and that's about it, which on the amount of stories I hear about everything else from Bigfoot to aliens to spirits is a small number. But
1: yeah,
0: I mean, but they couldn't have believed in this for hundreds and hundreds of years in our ancestors. They couldn't believe it if it wasn't some truth to it in some way. I mean, unless they were all just drinking that mushroom tea and who knows what they're seeing. But I highly doubt that's the case in, in any scenario. Wow.
1: Right, I highly doubt it too. Um, I definitely feel like there are um, different different realms within our realm, and like I said, just a matter of you being open, just your your experience being open to that. Some people come here to have a certain experience where you know they don't ex- they don't have any of the paranormal or spiritual aspect. They're just more so in the light versus others. So I would say always be open. Always be open and things come.
0: 100 percent I mean, I well I always say though well, I don't I always say it, it's a famous saying, but those who those who want to see don't see. And that's always been my issue is because I've always wanted to see since I was a kid, but I, I'm looking too hard maybe and I'm not letting my mind open up to it.
1: I, I don't feel that you're looking too hard. You know how, like, if somebody's having a conversation and how you try to ear hustle and, like, you you thought you heard something, but that ain't what you heard. I feel like it's, like, it's that for you. Um, only because you have put yourself around so many people to be able to have experiences. It's just a matter of you... Um, Overreading sometimes when certain things happen instead of saying oh well that was about to tip over anyways I had a feeling that was going to tip saying uh-uh who there because what you just touched that for what do you need and then being silent and feeling and just listening I feel like spirit talks to us telepathically to where some many times it just comes across as a thought, as an automatic, you know what they just said. Like if you look at your dog and you're having a conversation with your dog, you know that your dog is re- responding to you in a smart ass way by just looking at it and sensing its emotion. I feel like spirit works the same way. And it's just a matter of us quieting ourselves to be able to hear However it is, they speak to us. Some people automatically have a knowing. Some people see things. Some people hear things. Some people smell things. Some people might taste their grandma famous cookies. And they ain't had them in 18 years.
0: Well, actually, okay. I hate to keep bringing up past episodes, but it's funny you say that because my very first guest in the show, a friend of another podcast, I'm on Shanna, who's one of my friends now as well. She has the unique experiences of being able to, when someone she knows very well is passing, she gets certain smells and she'll find out right after that that person passed and it'll be like her grandma's ch- famous chicken cooking or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. And it's just... Yeah. It's, that it's, shit's
1: it's, real. <laughs> and that's them letting her know ahead of time, hey, I'm transitioning. I need you to be aware. I need you to know that even though we might not be able to have this physical communication anymore. I want you to always know when you smell this, you know, it's me. When you hear this song, when you hear this melody, that's me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've heard from multiple guests in my show about smells and visions and everything else and things they see when people are about to pass. And there's, so many I mean I've never really been around someone who was in the process of passing and if I ever got signed by I've had very few family pass away luckily so if I ever got a sign of any of it I completely missed it but I mean it went just over the head but but who I mean who knows it's very possible I it's I mean I don't I only want to say it's possible I think it probably happens but just not to everybody not everybody can sense that stuff it's a Part of the sensitivity. Exactly.
1: And and some people don't want to experience it. Even if you could, it's it's very hard to watch somebody take their last breath here and then take their first breath on the other side. It's it's a bittersweet moment because you automatically feel that release. You automatically feel all that heaviness and that weight and that burden of being. In this position, and now it's gone.
0: Exactly. I mean, I mean, humans are made of energy, and it's been proven energy doesn't just disappear, it's always somewhere. So it would make sense that when humans do pass, the energy they had in them is released, and it either goes to a different plane or it sticks around and is able to do. And people can, certain people can sense it, they stick around, certain people can't, certain people can sense it in other planes as well. I mean, right that's what psychics have been doing for hundreds of years whether i mean yes there's always been a small percentage of frauds but i believe a okay. high percent
1: look it's getting bigger don't 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 cut it short it's getting bigger there's a lot of fucking frauds out there be careful who you lending your energy to
0: i mean yeah facebook is facebook and other social media sites have allowed that now since th- that stuff first started but i see more Bad for people doing readings online than anything else in the world so <laughs> and i can't say i have the money to spend on one but <laughs> someday maybe someday the but, thing
1: is if i feel like as a reader myself um i feel like when giving readings to people that they should come from a space of in your heart and of i just want to help you I feel like money should not always be the first and main thing that you're pulling for when saying, hey, I got these cards and I'm going to go do some readings for people because you don't get too much from that in the long run. You're doing it with short-sighted views on it versus I want to do this just to know that you're going to be in a better position tomorrow.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's just that's the way it should be for a lot of businesses in this world, but it's just not the way it is because the almighty dollar always takes precedent over everything.
1: Oh, that, that, that dollar.
0: <laughs> uh, but, Well, unless there's any other experiences you want to talk about this time, we can jump to Creature Feature, but I'm going to leave it up to you. i like to let my guest pick their path.
1: Oh! I have a picture of an alien on my phone. <laughs> I saw a weird um, a weird um I, I would I would call it a portal. I would call it a portal. Um, I was outside and had uh, happened to look up the sun seemed to be real bright and the clouds in the sky were in the formation of a circle. It was in like this real big circle and someone told me get out the car and I got out the car and I started taking pictures of the sun and you know like just the just the horizon. I went back and looked at the pictures and on the side of the picture there is a glare. and it looks like it looks like a little shot of light. It looks like a bullet of sort. but when you scroll into it and you look a little closer, it looks like somebody is laying on this. It looks like a body. you can see the shoulders. You can see the head and you can see the torso and the legs on the back of it. Um, it really, really freaks me out. But at the same time, it was, it was, it was very um interesting to see and right. notice that nobody else was paying attention. Like folks were driving and like there were people outside, but nobody was looking up
0: or the, i mean most likely they just couldn't see it i mean it was something maybe only you were only you were supposed to see or only you were able to see cuz i mean there's a, i've heard a lot i've heard of stories of, of people seeing portals a few to, a few times and i've it's been it's been linked to so many things to fairies and fae to aliens to even glimmer men or bigfoot that might be if they're extra dimensional creatures which we don't know but I mean there's so and everything has been linked to. I mean, aliens too. What if that's how they travel? What if that's them going through dimensions kind of? So, so it's that's interesting. I mean, and honestly, if you want to send me that picture, I would love to use it as a preview on my uh, Facebook group for your episode. Because
1: I got to I will definitely send you all three shots I got.
0: <laughs> because we are we are live streaming tonight on the ParaPost Network but we this episode will release this coming Saturday like all my other episodes do because that's when it releases on all the podcatchers and whatnot so
1: okay I'll get that to you and I definitely want to hear other people's feedback on this picture um it's something that I'm I'm very interested in and to see what other people think about it as well
0: well um yeah feel feel free to send to me and you're you're welcome to join the paranormal, the normal group. Where I'm going to post it because then you'll see why other people comment on it.
1: Will do, will do. Because
0: I I try to post hints. Uh, well, not hints and previews about my upcoming episodes every week. The last week I've been kind of slacking because I had a bunch of new podcasts start at once and just <laughs> everything went to overflow and that stuff got left behind, but. I'm sorry, AJ, but your stories are good enough that you don't need previews. Because I just want them to hear them and jump at them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to light. <laughs> we just need your voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just yeah. I good. A lot. Everybody I've had in the show is good at verbalizing their stories, and they're very good at making all their stories seem legit to the even the biggest skeptics. Like that, which I don't like to be a skeptic. I have to be sometimes because someone has to be, but I don't like-
1: want to be because yeah. is, what if somebody one day by chance wants to come and pull the wool over your eyes, I always need to be ready.
0: <laughs> Ex- exactly. Always watch. Always watch out for those that just want to tell a paranormal story that they made up because they want to be famous for five you minutes, the
1: baby clout, okay? You, you don't want this clout over here, okay? You don't want none of this. <laughs>
0: exactly exactly all, all right. right so at this time we will jump into the creature feature segment which is usually it's my favorite segment and a lot of my guests love it as well so we already covered ghosts angels demons and all that fun stuff so we'll leave that stuff to the side which honestly happens on a lot of my shows and we're going to jump to the some of the more physical cryptids that are out there supposedly in the world yeah but what I want to see what you think about first is, well, one of my favorite cryptids, dogmen. Have you heard of these? I have. Do you think they exist? And if so, what's your theory on how they came to be?
1: Um, I do think they exist. Um, how they came to be... Um, That's something that I am still um, doing research in, uh, but I have um, seen things before that would make me feel like it was a dog man, but I've also had other people give me their experiences. Um, Where do I feel they come from, baby? I don't know. I just hope and swear, for oh Jesus, they're not crawling out the ground, because then we got a bigger problem on our hands if they just coming out the ground like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, when you say coming out the ground, do you mean like underworld creatures? Uh, like
1: zombies? Like, oh, uh, uh.
0: oh. well, no, no. I mean, yeah, that's not. I that's not that's not a theory I ever heard about. Like where they come from is uh, uh, like zombies, kind of, but. I mean, if you think about it, go back to ancient Egyptians, ancient Greece. They all yeah. have ha- they've all all had stories of, well, multiple animals being half human, half animal, but they've all especially have had werewolf or stories of dog-headed men. I mean, so- I want Or say the
1: it. cat-like features.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at in ancient Egyptian mythology, it's... Skimming. Yeah, and... I've actually had, well, it's a past episode, but someone, someone's military buddy saw a statue of that in Egypt. And he straight up says, like, what's that supposed to be? And they're like, that's an ancient Egyptian god. And they'll, he's like, I saw that twice when I was a kid, growing up in New Orleans, which is Rougarou country.
1: Right, which is prevalent for all of that.
0: So, yeah. I mean... Every culture has its own, which I hate this word, but werewolves. Every every culture has its own werewolf lore and legends and history. The Beast of Gavardot, that town in France. I know I just butchered the name of because I can't do French words for anything in my life. But, <laughs> but
1: yeah, yeah, what he's talking about. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I mean, the Beast of Bray Road in Amer- right here in um, I want to say Wisconsin, and also the. Beast of the land between the lakes up in Michigan. I mean, that's just two famous American werewolves as well. I mean, or dog men. I, my theory is dog men have always existed and they're like either they're like Bigfoot and there are whole sub- subspecies that just survived and
1: mm-hmm. learned to
0: hide from humans for the most part. But as with Bigfoot, it's getting harder and harder because humans are taking all the land and there's not many, the woods are getting smaller and smaller in certain areas of the
1: world. But. Oh, yeah.
0: And also, the other theory that comes sometimes is that dogmen are demonic or underworld creatures that are cursed to live back up on earth once they die. Like, and they're not exactly coming out of the ground, I wouldn't say, but I think they maybe show up, maybe they show up in portals. Who knows? Or maybe they're just thrust back upon earth and they don't even know where they are or who they are anymore. They're just these creatures that have dog like tendencies because a lot of times when people see them, they're not trying to attack people or go after people. A lot of times, yeah. I mean, it, it's happened. It's happened, according to stories. But it, a lot of times, they're just running through fields or eating. And
1: with, they on, right? looking at.
0: Yep. Yeah, and they'll stop and they'll look at you, and sometimes they'll stand up on two legs and look at you, and that's when you know they're possibly dog men. But they've also been seeing eating roadkill on the side of roads, especially the Beast of Bray Road. He that's that's what a lot of the sites of that war was eating. Bray Road Roadkill, which there's woods all around there, so there's a lot of dead small animals <laughs> and dead deer and whatnot, but, I mean, they have very dog-like tendencies. Not, they don't act like humans. I mean, it's rare to hear, like, oh, it was standing outside my window looking in at me. Like, that's so rare to hear that type of dog man experience. I've heard more Bigfoot experiences about that than dog men, so. Right. Which, so, all right, let's move out of the dog world to another type of half-animal, half-man creature. But I don't like to say the word because the natives don't like to say the word. So I call them human suit borrowers.
1: Human suit borrowers.
0: And I'm sure you know the S word I'm talking about.
1: Um, would um...
0: Sh- Shinwalkers. Let's put it that way. Shinwalkers.
1: Got you. Got um the first thing um that comes to my mind with that um is i'm not for sure if it's real really i am not for sure if it's real in the sense that um I definitely feel like it has to do with outside, uh, sources. I, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear human zoo walkers is lizard people, is serpents, is things in, in that nature. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, only because I had a dream and that happened. It was people walking around and all of a sudden they were in a room and they just kind of came out of the skin and it was a whole nother different thing standing there. That's what comes to my mind
0: Well hmm because what you're describing reminds me more of reptilians type of thing and like lizard like like you said lizard people reptilians and yes that's a whole that's a whole nother wormhole that we could go down but human suit wearers, I mean I anything yeah. that be, anything that begins with Native Americans I tend to have more belief in because that means it's been around for a long long time, and a lot of Native American tribes from the west and Southwest have legends of these creatures being evil medicine men evil sorcerers, whatever you want I forget the proper word for it but I know they don't like the term shaman, so I'm not going to say that they're that, but. But but the the opposite of
1: a shaman.
0: Yeah, which a medicine man, that's the best term I can think of for it. And when they turned bad, these medicine men would gain this unholy ability to turn into animals and they would become dangerous and more animal like because they would, the more they took this form. So eventually they lost their humanity to this form and they would be half man, half beast, just roaming the land, causing destruction to humans. Okay. So
1: That's new for me. You, a, you, you put one on me.
0: <laughs> I try. I always try to get one that someone hasn't heard of every show and there's another one that usually is the one, but this one has been a couple times. However, there is a show on TV for that's been on for two seasons now. It's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch which I could say it there because it's a TV show name, but <laughs> I'm talking about a place, not about creatures, but it's a ranch out in Utah that has a very, very vivid history in the paranormal from the first people who built it and who bought the land and built up on it to the current owner, who is a major CEO of a company. And he, the point of the show is he has a paranormal investigator go out there with the ranch, people that work at the ranch and they, all, I mean, they've had UFOs on video multiple times on this show, and they've had strange. They've had cows mysteriously die and whatnot. So th- I recommend this show to everybody because it is a true glimpse into a paranormal world that we don't get to see that often.
1: Definitely, definitely. Give us the name one more time.
0: The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Thank you. It's on. I want to. I forget what it's on. I want to. It's on Net Geo or one of those types of channels. So I forget which one. It's been a while since I watched it because the third season hasn't dropped on Hulu yet. But the first two seasons are on Hulu for anybody wants to watch it. Okay. But all right, let's jump out of the West. Let's move more towards the Midwest, and okay. let's go with Mothman. Say Moth, it again. Mothman.
1: Mothman
0: as in point pleasant chicago chernobyl sightings over the years
1: um have not heard of that Woohoo,
0: i got another one yeah
1: well, i'm from springfield okay i'm about three hours south of chicago i have not heard of that
0: well th- have you ever heard of the movie that came out in the 90s with richard G- richard gear called the mothman prophecies
1: um I want I want to say yes, but very, very Vaguely,
0: vaguely. Yeah. Well, basically, Mothman started appearing in the TNT area in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in I believe it was the sixties or seventies. I forget which decade at this point, but and it's basically a humanoid looking creature, but with wings like a moth and Red eyes and kind of like a moth head and moth wings, but human body kind of. And it's supposed to be seven foot tall around there. And it was first seen by people driving down the road, and all of a sudden they would see it coming up behind them flying. And yeah. well, it's not, it's believed now that it doesn't fly. It kind of, it only flaps the wings like big a takeoff and then it glides. But okay. people have seen it gliding behind their cars, and people have like, so, People have had their TV stop working while they're watching TV and like all the electronics in their house start fuzzing in and out. And all of a sudden they look they look outside and they'll see this thing just stand there looking at them. And one man even lost his dog to this creature, supposedly, because his dog oh. his dog ran out after it and the dog was never the I forget if the dog was never found, or if the dog was found dead in the side of the road a couple of days later. Mm. But it didn't look like a car hit even. It just looked like something else did it so kind
1: of like a taxidermy situation somebody just not quite
0: not quite but i think possibly it's neck was broken or something along those lines like some i'm not positive on these details for this one because it's been a it's been a long time but i would say that mothman has been seen in point pleasant which the point, of the, the point of the movie, The Prophecies, is it was written by the paranormal investigator who came to Point Pleasant to look into the Mothman, like mm-hmm. sightings. And mm-hmm. he wrote the book, and then they made a movie outfit. And a bridge collapsed right around Christmas, Christmas week, I believe, in Point Pleasant. And people saw the Mothman up until this happened. So it's also been seen in Chernobyl for a few weeks before the Chernobyl nuclear meltdown. And lately, in like 2017, 18, it's been seen all over parts of Chicago, either on ledges of buildings or flying or gliding around or just standing in alleyways behind people. And the general theory is it's either an angel or an angelic creature or it's a demonic creature because either it's a demonic creature causing doom to happen or it's an angelic creature trying to forewarn mm-hmm. of doom. And they're trying to get people to take notice. But as humans, of course, we don't take notice to anything because we're too...
1: Well, they're not paying attention. They're yeah. not paying attention to the shit.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it's, those are the two main theories when it comes to Mothman. And people kind of forgot about him for a long time. I mean, Point Pleasant does a festival every year, a Mothman festival, where they have a basically... It's, a, it's a
1: weird a... day.
0: It's a, it's a good tourist attraction that's what it is but and, and people people do love it i've heard great things about it from people who went it's fun but until it started showing up in chicago the last few years people kind of forgot about it and like stopped talking about it for a while but except for of course the paranormal lovers but now people are talking about it again there's been newspaper articles there's been news like live news about this topic and it's just it's weird because why is it coming back now and what's gonna happen in chicago that's gonna make it I mean, right. a, a lot of bad things happen in Chicago on a daily basis, but I, I mean,
1: just, it's just the city, okay? It's just the city.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's just a it's a city. Bad things are going to happen every once in a while, but what's going to be bad enough to happen that this thing is around, or what is it trying to cause that's since it's been around?
1: I mean, right. And what was learned from it the last time it was stinked?
0: maybe if
1: we start there with what was learned from its last encounter then we can find out what this new current encounter is for and what's to be gained
0: well i mean the last thing that happened for its encounters for the most part was chernobyl so there's a lot to be learned from that but i think a lot of nuclear plants all around the world learn something from that example but
1: yeah we need some help with that because they keep including shit into the goddamn air and we just here to breathe it
0: (laughs) of course of course
1: just in through your nose out through your mouth
0: (laughs) all right let's go with this because this is one i haven't done in this show in a few weeks at least so what do you think about for lack of a better term Water slash lake slash sea monster, such as Loch Ness, it's Champ,
1: Loch Ness monster.
0: like Champ or um, Ogopogo.
1: I believe that there are underwater creatures. Um, I do feel like there are merman mermaid things down there. Um, the, it, it's, it's a whole nother realm that we have yet to explore. Do I think that there should be further exploration? No, because I feel like humans are gonna fuck it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, I mean as humans, ain't as well, as humans in general, any new society we meet, we tend to fuck up pretty fast. I mean, look I'll
1: at all the, the introduction.
0: <laughs> look at all the native cultures that died out basically within a year of us coming into their land and doing what we did best. So I mean exactly. It's just, yeah, it's sad. And who knows how many unknown species of animal died out, because of hunting and us going into their land and destroying it, that we don't even know existed. They couldn't even be cryptid, so they couldn't even be known animals because of this. I mean, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like all the giant bones we fi- like all the giant human bones we find buried in the ground all over the United States and all over the world, and we can't explain where they came from. But we
1: can't explain the giants, but they're there.
0: But yet a lot of native cultures have stories of giants and dealt with them and traded with them, same as Bigfoot. Native 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 Americans, a lot of the tribes say they they're in their history, they traded with what they called hairy men, which were bigger than them by far. So and they lived up in the woods, up in the woods or the mountains, they lived usually isolated from every other community. So that just right there, that's what would be my biggest sign that. Bigfoot exists, and possibly giants exist.
1: And the thing is, the cultures still have that same sense of exchange for energy and goods. They still have that same bartering system that we so long ago lost and forgot.
0: Yeah, I mean, back in the better days, whenever you had to have printed paper money just to make deals and acquire. Back when
1: it was good, okay. Back in the good old days. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, good couple thousand years ago, before everything got complicated in the world, and it was just simple: hunt and gather, and go home,
1: <laughs> and live, and just be fruitful. Okay, take your ass out there and be fruitful, be happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. But as far as the water monsters go, what do you do? You think they've always been here, and that they just are now being seen a little more because we have devices to capture them, or do you? Um, or do you think that they're, well, I'll, I'll see what you say about the first one, then we'll go to the second.
1: <laughs> I feel that they have always been here. Um, the only reason why they would be seeing more is because our water, our water is running away quickly, quickly, ever so quickly. And because of that, those deeper spaces where they used to be, they're no longer considered deep anymore because those waters are receding
0: true i you know i don't like to look at things like this from a ecological standpoint normally because i just feel like that's i don't don't know i just i don't go there with this but that does make a lot of sense and we are polluting the water more as well so maybe they're trying to maybe they keep moving trying to find water we haven't got to yet that's still fresh and clean enough for them to live in and do their life reproduction and all that fun stuff
1: yeah to now, then have to find a new adaptation because now they're needing to go deeper into the water. Now that's a whole different temperature setup going on down there. Now their body needs to be able to find an evolution to do better so that they can continue.
0: I mean, I did just see the other day because I have a guest coming on, I believe in August, named Katie Katie Elizabeth, and she's the world's foremost. Loch Ness monster researcher. She spends a lot of time out in the Loch in Scotland, and she there's a video she posted the other day where you can see something on top of the water, and it looks like a scaly back, kind of. I mean, you can't see too much of it. It just it could be a lot. Yeah. It could be a log, like they've been saying for years and years with all the pictures and videos. But I highly doubt it because the Loch Ness monster, as well as other sea monsters, go back to well more recently they go back to sit when people started sailing across the oceans and they go back to also cavemen even because there's been drawings on walls of these big reptilian creatures the big and creatures. maybe World they may, yes there, there was giant snakes at one point as well we, we know that we the titan boa is a discovered fossil that we've not fossil but skeleton we found before and we know they existed the precursor say anacondas and whatnot. But there also are still reports to this day of giant snakes in the jungles, uh, parts of the jungles that most people don't go to. Only the natives know about it. And they warn people, stay out of this part of the forest. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's a famous famous story that if you Google it, you can find it eventually. But during one of the World Wars or during the Vietnam War, a pilot was flying over Africa, I think from Vietnam back to America, doing like a supply run. Or some, some island over there. And basically, he was flying over a forest, and he looked down, and there was a giant, giant snake that he can only see part of coming up through the trees, like the top of the trees in this dense jungle. Mm-hmm. And the snake supposedly even tried to take a bite off his plane. Like it snapped up, it snapped up and tried to grab the plane. And this thing was huge, and I've seen... I've seen illustrations of what people think it would look like and how big it would be to do that. And right. I don't like snakes to begin with. I don't want to see a one-foot snake. I sure as hell don't want to see a hundred foot yeah. snake or something along those lines. I mean,
1: I don't want to see nothing as big as an airplane, and you told me it's a snake.
0: Yeah. I mean
1: <laughs> what? So take what take me home? Take me home. I want to go home.
0: So if possibly these other creatures like the titan boa still exist or if it is a titan boa even i mean what's to say that they're still not the same version of that but in the seas and in the lakes i mean the lake
1: underwater i mean the, the,
0: the lake champlain mo- champ the lake champlain monster and ogopogo and other countless other dozens of americans lake monsters river monsters where you want to call them have been seen since native american times and before that <laughs> Like, since since people have written history and had oral stories in history, they've been seen, and the natives used to tell stories of them. They would say that there's a great serpent that that lives in that river, so we don't go near it. Or there's a great serpent that lives in that lake, so we avoid going too deep in it.
1: Mm. So, I
0: mean, it's just, there's too much evidence out there to say these things definitely can't exist, and people can't just brush it off like it's a joke. Like, it's just, that to me is not intelligent thinking because if it's intelligent thinking you'd realize there's some definite
1: it's it's definitely limiting yourself but you know some people don't like to find out that there are things like that out there that 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 takes away from what is normal for them now you have to think differently because you've been exposed to something that is out of your normal
0: And it also takes away your idea of safety that you think you have, because yes, these things are not breaking into houses. I mean, you ain't seeing no Loch Ness come up to your door and say, I need about 350, but you ain't having that happen.
1: 350, right now, okay? And your car (laughs) keys, run them.
0: And for those who don't know, that's a South Park chef reference, but.
1: (laughs) 350. (laughs) That was a good episode, okay?
0: Oh, that's that. That's that. That was a good episode, and it's become one of the best memes ever made. But, but all right, let's do one more creature, and then we'll call this a wrap, I believe. But we every, and we did merpeople people already, so that's awesome. Which, just real quick, because you you did mention mer- pe- merpeople, Mer people.
1: Yes, I did mention the mer people, and the mer people are real, and their hands are webbed, and their eyes are big. Those things are real. Y'all watch out for them, okay? I don't swim, so I'm not ever going to encounter them. say
0: <laughs> Now, are you one of those who possibly believes they are Atlantis-related?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Same. I mean, same. There is... So There's a lot of writings in ancient Greece that make, make, make you believe that Atlantis was a real place and that the Greeks would sometimes visit it and sometimes go to war with it. It was a real country and things would happen. But I
1: also believe that I've had a past life there as well, um, but in that life I was very, very young, and it was more around the time when it was the collapse of it. I have a very, very big fear. Of water and just being in water like like I could go to the pool but like tell me to let the water go over my head and I just have this whole freak out it, it's, it's just this whole I, I can't it it brings back a lot of fear.
0: Huh that's interesting I mean kind of makes me think of my childhood fear of there always being a great white shark and every swing boy I went into because of goddamn draws but which is an amazing movie an amazing series but still it's just for years as a child it terrified me because every swing pool i went into i would think in the deep end there was a shark swimming around
1: Heck yeah. Look. As, a,
0: as a lot as illogical as that ever could be i mean yes in the, in the south in the south you can easily get an alligator in your pool sometimes but i've i've known people that's happened to but
1: Right. a shark
0: to get a shark in a pool someone would have to physically put ain't, it there and no, I ain't, ain't no shark gonna be there it's okay no there is a shark I'm not going I mean I've seen I've seen it on Facebook too so I'm not the only person with this i with this fear when I was a kid because I've seen a picture on Facebook of a shark in like a high in like a high school swimming pool and it's like did, did anybody else have this fear when they were a kid that it was just chilling there waiting for you like someone methodically had to put it there for it to be there and it had to be a bull shark right. Otherwise, they had to make the whole pool salt water. So, I mean, it just doesn't... It's so illogical to think about now, but when you're a kid, it's just terrifying.
1: When you're a kid, it's real, and nobody can tell you that it's not real.
0: Exactly. I mean, your parents could try, but in your head, they're lying to you because they want you to get eaten or something.
1: (laughs) But they want the evil witch in the stairwell to get you. (laughs)
0: Uh, I've heard a lot of different versions of that one, but... All right. Who am I... What am I gonna do last year for our last creature? I mm, mm, mm. well, all right. I've I've only hit this one a couple of times. I think in the last episode and the, now this episode. So we're going vampires because there is evidence of some famous cases of that vampires that may still exist today. And the one that comes to mind always is the Highgate Cemetery vampire in London. Which is supposedly to this day still being told. People are still seeing it at night in the Highgate Cemetery. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there's also a huge history of it in the South with Cajun culture and whatnot, and throughout Europe, Europe too. So, do you right. believe that these creatures ever could have existed, or do they still exist? And if they, if they do, where do you th- what do you think they are, and where do you think they come from?
1: Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is that, yes, this could be a possibility as far as where they come from. I feel like they're hybrid humans. I feel like they were us and there was a mutation within them. Um, Because first off, how do you have a normal set of teeth? And then all of a sudden, now you have these things that, and that metamorphosis changes within people's face. Like people can see that changing. Um, Have I per se been exposed to see one or have an experience? No, I don't think I want to be around nobody who wants to look at my juicy neck because I got veins that pop and they're juicy. (laughs) no, um but I do feel like they they could have been something to be here on the earth are are they still here I wouldn't i I wouldn't be able to give no definitive yes or no on that.
0: All right, and I'm just looking on the chat on the live Facebook feed now and I feel I apologize to the listeners. I'm new to this live streaming thing, so I completely forgot a chat existed. I was expecting things to pop up on Zoom if they were going to pop up, but someone did, someone did ask a question, and they want to know how do you feel about reincarnation?
1: Um, I feel that that is real, and that we have multiple lives that uh, we come in and out of. Um, and hence the conversation when we talked about Atlantis me having a past life there. Um, I've also had past lives other places. Um, My most recent one before me being Shantae, the wonderful me, um, I was a guy, I was a male banker in New York. Um, Single, no kids, lived the life of pleasuring me and pleasuring self, Um, was very lonely. Um, so I definitely feel like, uh, reincarnation is something that does happen. That is real.
0: Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I've heard so many stories uh, out of India and out of other and out of America, even where kids will be born and they'll be able to tell details of a past life that there's no way they would know unless it's has to be real. because a Five, six-year-old is not going on Google and Googling random people to try to see other lives.
1: Random deaths. Correct. That is definitely correct. I give you one better if you don't mind, because I do have children. Um, my last child that I was pregnant with before I had her, um, I was supposed to be going to the doctors. And I was so tired of being pregnant. I was so, I was so motherfucking tired of being pregnant. And so I sat there and I rubbed my stomach. And I, and I talked to her, I said, Nima, I said, today we're gonna go to the doctors. Now, if you wanna come out, there's something I'm gonna need you to do and you have to do it perfectly, otherwise they're not gonna let you come out. And so I sat there and I told her that when we got to the doctors, when they did the ultrasound, that she would have to be still, not to move. If she be still, they let her come out. And you know, at the moment I was just talking, not thinking nothing of it, not thinking that a child inside of me could listen and be like, okay, assignment understood. I want to come out too. So I went to the doctors. They did the little monitor on me. They went and got ready to do the ultrasound. And when they did that, she didn't move. They was like, "Uh, when's the last time you felt the baby move? I was like, uh, it was about yesterday. I think yesterday in the afternoon, they So they pushing harder, pushing harder. She's not moving. The lady said, we're going to send you up to labor and delivery. We're going to go ahead and get the baby out. You're still too small. You're not growing. All this happened. And I went and delivered the baby. She came out. And the first thing she did when they laid her down on my chest is she lifted her head up and she looked around. Head went from side to side and she looked around. I said, oh, shit, bitch, what did you do? I laid her head back down and I said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." I said, I see, you know, what's going on here. I'm gonna let you know you're a baby this time around. Okay. You're a baby. Okay. You gotta be a kid. Don't lift your head back up no more. Don't do, don't do any of that because now you're acting like a grownup. So I, I definitely believe that reincarnation happens even while they're in the womb, they can hear and be perceptive of us.
0: Well, I mean, it's, always been theorized that it's when they're born that's when they pass through the great beyond and that's when that's soul. yeah there could be a, a soul exchange there easily if someone's trying to get back through and they find a way to do it but i truly believe in reincarnation i've heard too many stories about it to not believe in it at all do not think it's a lie i mean it just has to be somewhat true to, to yeah. some degree i mean i don't think it happens to everybody but there definitely is some unique cases out there where it's happened and it's basically been proven most
1: definitely thank y'all for the question
0: yeah aaron if you aaron deanna i don't know if you ever shared a facebook account or whatnot but if i apologize for not answering your question right away i'm new to this the chat next 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 time i'll make sure i'm on the chat watching so if you listen to this i'm sorry and i will reach out to you on facebook to apologize for that but so that basically wraps us up for tonight, I believe, unless you want to do any more.
1: Um, I'm good for now. I'm actually need to uh, head back in there and get ready to make dinner for the kids. Um, uh, but this it, was fun. I loved it.
0: Yep. It was very fun. And if you have more experiences to talk about, I'd love to have you back on sometime.
1: I'm with you. Whenever you need a host, another co-host, I got you.
0: All right. Well, I'll I'll look at my calendar, see what I can work out. and. Um, I'll head you up again because well, and we'll just make sure we have the right time zone this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> my, need to make sure our times are correct.
0: That was my bad, folks. Uh, I didn't specify what time zone I was in. So that's why th- this was started later than I an- announced it was M- going to start. So, <laughs> but mistakes happen. So, and it was my mistake to happen. So <laughs> we're human. We're I'll here t-
1: having a human experience.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. But, why don't you let anybody who listens uh, know where they could find you if they're either interested in your services or just if they want to learn more about you
1: yes if you are interested in having a tarot reading or even if you're interested in having life coaching done you can find me on facebook um i have two pages i have my personal page it is Shante hood um i'm sure the spelling will be up there for you guys and then My business page is Earth Angel Shantae. That is the same on Instagram as well. Um, I go live there as well, so you can catch me on all those platforms. And then the Oracle 21 on TikTok, because you know I'll be trying to do the TikTok. (laughs) No, they said, don't do the TikTok, mom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just signed up for TikTok because I need to get in there to to get some preview videos from one of my previous guests. And I have nothing posted yet because I don't know what to do on there.
1: You, you just go on there and talk and then press the button and they make the magic happen. It's
0: simple. It's simple. <laughs> yeah. I made have to play with it for future pre- previews to try to expand my show. But as my guests know, you, you can find me on the paranormal, the new normal Facebook group, which is where I post all the podcasts I'm on, whether it be bracket bastards, this shows episodes posts on there, of course, and or maniacal music musings or tba which is a new show i'm on which will be first episode drops this friday along with the next episode of maniacal music music so i'm a busy man with a lot of podcasts to do and there's a fifth podcast there's another paranormal podcast coming out soon too with me and a group so yeah it's a busy busy life shout out to global strangeness we'll be starting soon and our first episode will be out next week at some point probably but i am on twitter i am on twitter and the gram as at juggalo bastard and I am also on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant. You can find me through either of the Facebook ways and the group or this, or you can find me now on Parapost Network, which Parapost Network Central is the name of the group page. And it's uh, tons of other videos of podcasts like mine, or even paranormal investigation videos on there as well, live. So plenty of fun to have in that site. Feel free to check it out. And that's also where all my live streams will be from now on. So feel free to reach out to me there and, We'll see you next time, listener. Thank you.